Welcome to the Make That Money Honey podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Joe, and each week I will be bringing you a combination of interviews and solo episodes with industry leaders in finance, entrepreneurship, and women in business. As a former certified financial planner turned financial coach and entrepreneur, I will be sharing my knowledge on how to have better conversations about money within your marriage, relationships, and family dynamics. I will also be teaching fundamental financial literacy about all of the topics that you wish you learned in school. This podcast will get you to think outside the box, create more abundance in your life, and improve your money mindset. So make sure to follow and tune in weekly, and it would mean the world to me if you shared these episodes with a friend and left me a five-star review. Welcome back for another episode of the Make That Money Honey podcast. And today I'm going to be sharing a little bit of a personal story with you because I had an amazing experience this past weekend on a girl's trip to Whistler. I went up to Whistler with six girlfriends uh, to celebrate one of my friend's birthdays. And ours, to our surprise, one of our girlfriends, Val, flew out from Toronto uh, to spend the weekend with us. And obviously, because there hasn't been as much travel lately, uh, it's the first time we've seen her in about a year and a half. So it was fantastic to have her as part of the group. And we worked on a really cool exercise on the Friday night because... When we first all got together, we originally were starting to talk about the pandemic and starting to complain about partners and jobs and how busy we were and, you know, all of the standard things that people talk about, their kids, their schedule, their dogs and and whatever. And it's really easy to go into this comparison loop where we actually relate to each other's pains and struggles where you know, one person will say, oh my God, I am struggling so much at work right now. I'm so busy. I'm trying to get things done, but my boss isn't appreciating me. And then other girls will be like, oh yeah, that's totally same thing happened to me too. And I feel like I'm, you know, overstressed and overworked. And it's really easy to get into this repetitive cycle. And I don't know if you noticed, but sometimes when you hang out with the same people all the time, you tend to repeat topics and it can be a little bit unhealthy sometimes. It can be a little bit boring. Um, and so I came up with an idea to do something a little different for this trip. And what we did is we all took a notepad and I started asking some questions and I had no pre-planning for this. It was just something that I was very much winging it. And, uh, we went through a series of questions. So I'm just going to give you a couple examples of what some of the questions were, and I'll go into what we realized in doing this exercise. So firstly, there were 14, uh, sorry, 15 questions. And one of the first questions, well, the first three questions were write one thing that you are most proud of for yourself of achieving. And we sat and we thought about it. Then the next thing was, what is something that you're grateful for that is not family, friends, or career? Then we went into what is our biggest accomplishment and so on and so forth. But not all of these were tooting our own horn. There were a couple others that were a little more thought provoking. For example, what are three things that you want to improve on about yourself? And what are three things that you love about yourself? 
Also, another one was, what are three things that you would like to improve on in your relationship? And it and if they were single, because we had a couple single girls in the group, it wasn't necessarily their their relationship with their partner, but maybe it was their relationship with their kid or their mother or one of their business partners or something like that. And as we moved through these questions, some of them were very confronting and some of them were easy for some of us to understand and write down and others were much more difficult. And you could see the wheels spinning when we were taking a pause to write our answers down. Uh, You know, something that we were talking about um, on the second half of the exercise was what's one thing that you would have done differently in your childhood or that you think would have made a difference in your childhood? And how do you feel like that affects you as an adult? Then we talked about what are three things that would make 2022 great. And this could have been anything. It could have been a personal development, you know, exercise, or it could have been a career path or purchasing their first home or something like that. Then the very last question is, what is our unicorn goal and why is it important to us? And what we realized on this exercise was that we are so conditioned to talking about our pain and our suffering and instantly relating to each other about that, that it becomes actually very difficult for us to talk about our wins and our successes and our qualities or our attributes or things that we overcame or things that we're proud of about ourselves. And when we were talking about it in the open circle, we were all sharing our responses and you could see that it was very uncomfortable for some of the girls to actually share what they were proud of for themselves. And then we talked about that. We said, why do we think that that is that? Why do we struggle to talk about our wins and our successes and things that we love about ourselves? And the things that we love about ourselves was an interesting one because some people put things that were, for example, their body or their legs or their brain But then other people put something totally different, like, I love my confidence in my ability to talk to people, or I love that I'm able to adapt to different situations. So it was so interesting to hear from these women about what the things are that they love about themselves, what the things are that they find challenging, because everybody's answer was so wildly different. And while there was a few similarities across the board, we really had a diverse set of responses, yet we are all women that have hung out together and spent so much time together over the last probably 12 years. We all met in our early 20s, and now we're in our mid-30s, and we've been a tight, tight group of girlfriends for the last you know, 12, 13 years, and yet some of us had never known that each other had these insecurities or that we had these, you know, emotional traumas from our childhood or things that we wanted to work on about ourselves. And when we got to share it in an open, in an open trust circle like this, 
we all got to give each other feedback about our answers and support and encouragement. It encouraged us to speak very vulnerably. It encouraged us to talk about things that we maybe haven't talked about before. And we didn't even realize that we felt that way until we wrote down our answers. So this is something that I felt so passionate about after going through this exercise and the girls were talking about it all weekend. Like, wow, that was so enlightening. And that was such a cool thing to do because we haven't ever done anything like that. And a couple of them have never been to therapy before. And they realized that once we had shared our experiences and our experiences with therapy or our experiences with coaching, that there is something in this for everybody that talking about things that make us feel vulnerable or things that we feel, you know, insecure about, or things that we feel uncomfortable talking about, it's really, really helpful to talk about these things in a safe environment and to share with other women, or, you know, in the case of men could share with other men and, and feel like we're not alone and feel like we are not the only one that has body image issues or that feels like we should be further ahead financially or that is insecure about something that happens in our, happened to us in our childhood. And what I realized was that the hardest thing for these women to share was the things that they loved about themselves and the things that they were most proud of. And it wasn't just about sharing it in the forum of you know, expressing it out loud, but it was also about physically acknowledging it themselves and writing it down on a piece of paper. Because at first, when I explained the exercise and I said, we're going to write down our responses, everyone was like, okay, we can do that. But then I was like, okay, we're going to write down our responses and, uh, and, and we're going to go around the circle and share them. And I could see that there was this instant fear on people's faces. They were like, oh crap. You mean we actually have to admit that these are something that we're not proud of or that we want to work on or that we want to improve on? And our society has just taught us to play small in so many different ways because we're so judgmental of other people and we're so self-critical about ourselves that we have this standard that we hold ourselves to where, you know, we have to be perfect. And especially when it comes to body images, Like, don't even get me started on the negative self-talk that so many women have about their body image and about the way they look. It's like, oh, do I look too fat? Oh, I'm making a weird face in that. Oh, I'm getting wrinkles on my forehead. Oh, what are these dark circles under my eyes? Or what's this lump? Oh, I've got cellulite on my legs. There are so many things that women say about their bodies in a negative light. And yet, you know, we need to just appreciate ourselves more for the transformations that our bodies make as we mature as women and the aging process and that that is so beautiful and that our bodies are made to birth children and recover from it and feed them and grow another human being. Our bodies are a scientific miracle and yet we are so hard on ourselves sometimes about having the perfect hair, having the perfect skin, having the perfect waistline or the perfect shaped legs and it's never going to be perfect. We could work out every single day and we could still look in the mirror and find flaws in ourselves. And 
really understanding that we should be appreciating ourselves for our abilities, for what our body can do for us, for what our brains can do for us and and be grateful for that and be grateful of every process along the way, I think was one of the biggest takeaways. But then also being able to express ourselves in a positive light about the things that we love about ourselves, whether it's our career accomplishments, whether it's our own beauty, whether it's something that we have achieved in our life or children or family or you know, uh, it could be something as simple as learning how to do public speaking. And yet we don't talk about it because when we talk about it, we open ourselves up to being judged and nobody wants to feel negatively judged. Nobody wants to feel criticized. And I think because we're so quick to judge others that we then fear being judged ourselves. So If a woman was to get on a podcast, let's say I got onto my next podcast and I just started talking about all of my wins and all of the things that I've done to be successful in my life and all of the education I have and all the clients that I've signed and how amazing my podcast was on my launch week and how incredible it was, you know, to have a perfect website or whatever, right? Other people hear that. And they immediately jump to conclusion and go, oh, that person's bragging. Oh, that person's so vain. Oh, that person's a narcissist. And I posted a narcissist comment on one of my Facebook posts not too long ago on my Instagram stories about how I posted this photo of me in a mirror. And it said on the mirror that was printed on the mirror, hello, gorgeous. And the caption was how I feel about walking into 2022. And it was a play on words like, hello, gorgeous as the year. And somebody commented how narcissistic on my photo. And this is exactly what I mean. It's like, you know, our community and our audience and our society is so quick to judge us when we say something that is a win, that's a positive that we're proud of. And it's like, we're not allowed to talk about our successes. We're only allowed to talk about our pain or what we're doing or something we're working on or, you know, something that other people can relate to from their place of pain or from their place of personal growth or suffering, because otherwise we're seen as vain and society tells us that we need to be modest. We need to play it safe. We need to hold our cards close to our chest so that we're not showing who we truly are because we don't want to make others feel small. We don't want to make others feel jealous of us. We don't want to seem like we're, you know, some bragging bitch who is talking about ourselves all the time and being called vain and being called full of ourselves is like one of the most insulting things that you could say to a woman, right? But At the same time, because of this mentality where we teach ourselves to play small and to not talk about our wins and to not talk about our successes and the three things that we love most about ourselves and the biggest accomplishment and our unicorn goal, because we don't talk about these things, we don't believe them. And when we don't believe them, it then 
flows on to other areas of our life, like our self-worth, our self-confidence. All of a sudden, we're so conditioned to telling ourselves that we have to do better. We got to be skinnier. We got to earn more. We got to have better hair. We got to have less wrinkles. We got to have this. We got to have that. That we constantly feel like we're not enough and that we constantly feel like we're never good enough and we don't deserve you know, the raise at work or that we don't deserve the partner that loves and respects us and talks to us, you know, as an equal, we don't deserve to be in a job where we are happy and excited every day because we don't have the skills or we don't have the experience. And this belief system is so toxic to our progression, not only as a gender, but as humanity because we are not proud of our wins. We just go from one win to the next goal. And it's like, okay, tick that one off. And we don't celebrate it. We don't talk about it. We don't get excited about it. We don't celebrate it with our friends and our family. We just go, yep, okay, graduated. Yep, next thing, get the job, okay, get the job, okay, get the promotion. From the promotion, get the thing. And then from the thing, we buy the other thing. And maybe it's a house, or maybe it's a holiday home, or maybe it's the fancy car or the, you know, cottage with a view. But the problem is, is that when we don't stop and smell the roses, we live a lack of fulfillment in our life because we're not actually enjoying the steps of the way, steps along the way where we say, I am so proud of myself for achieving this. I am so proud of what I overcame. I'm so proud of myself for finishing that presentation or for getting that promotion or for getting the pay raise that I never thought I was going to be able to get. And I'm so proud of myself for the resilience that I had in my dating life to finally found this amazing husband. And maybe I didn't find him until later in life, but that was the journey that I needed to go on in order to be in the place that I could invite that into my life. And when we stop and when we pause and we reflect on the things that we've done and the obstacles that we've overcame and the achievements that we've achieved and the promotions and the family and our beauty, that's when we start to feel happiness. That's when we really start to love and appreciate ourselves, and feel that sense of fulfillment. Because if you're just jumping from one thing to the next, you're always going to be living in a place of lack. You're going to be living in a place of scarcity because you're going to constantly feel like you haven't achieved anything. So if you're listening to this and you're feeling a little bit behind, like you are not where you should be right now. Your peers are kicking goals and you're looking left and right and you're going, I should be further along. I should have more money. I should have a better relationship. I should leave my partner and be with somebody that respects me. I should get the promotion or change, you know, career paths or make more money or whatever it is. If you let feel like you should do something, take a look back and write down all the things that you've accomplished to get to where you are today and breathe in and soak that in and go for a walk and tell yourself how good you really are for getting to where you are and getting through all the mud and all the crap that you've had to deal with along the way. Because you may not be where you want to be. 
You may not be happy with your weight when you look in the mirror or get on the scale. You may not be, you know, stress-free and financially free when you log into your bank account, but you are on your way there. And this is all part of the process because happiness and fulfillment and joy are not a destination. They are a journey. And we've heard that so many times. I know it sounds so cliche, but if you can't stop and smell the roses now and appreciate all the things you have now, how are you going to love yourself in 10 years once you've had the two kids and your body's gone through the transformation or once you've gotten the promotion and now you're earning the six or seven figure salary that you had always wanted and dreamed of, but you're not happy because you didn't stop and smell the roses along the way. You didn't stop and take the time to enjoy where you were at in every different step of your life. So wherever you're at right now, just know that this is all part of the process. Where you are at and what you're going through is the universe or God's plan for you of teaching you who you need to become and what you need to endure and what resilience you need to get through and build in order to get you to the next step. But in the process, you're allowed to have fun. You're allowed to look in the mirror and say, damn, I look good tonight. Or yeah, I look hot in this dress. Or I feel great after committing myself to this workout plan. And shit, I look good in the mirror. Like you need to own it. You need to be proud of it. You need to say, yeah, sure, I, you know, I may not be where I want to be financially, but I am 10 steps ahead of where I was when I thought I was where I wanted to be. And, you know, just own that life is a journey. Life is a process. Enjoy every minute because this is the youngest you're ever going to be. This is the, you know, this is where you are at right now. And success is in the eye of the beholder. And if you can't consider yourself to be successful now, then you're definitely not going to be able to consider yourself to be successful in the future. So take a deep breath, love yourself, appreciate yourself for where you're at, love your body, love your face, love your skin, love your family, love your partner, love all the things that you have gotten through to get you to where you are at today so that you can just know that you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to have the perfect financial situation or the perfect relationship in order to be successful. But what you do have to do is have the right attitude to knowing that everything is within your control. Everything is within your control. Your thoughts, your reactions, your actions, what you do next with this information, it's all within your control. And maybe you need to do your own journaling exercise. Maybe you need to voice it to a friend. Maybe you need to do it with your partner and be grateful for what you do have and where you're at right now and be excited about where you're going. So I hope this was an interesting lesson for you. It was such a fun exercise that we did on our girls trip. 
it sparked a lot of ideas in me for hosting like a one day women's retreat that I would love to get into fruition at some point. So definitely watch this space. If you haven't connected with me already, be sure to check out my new business Instagram at makethatmoney.honey, the same name as this podcast. And let's connect. Send me a DM. You know, check out my website, sandrajo.com. How can we work together? If you connect with my message, if you connect with the way that I coach, I am now accepting one-on-one clients, women who are bold and want to get out of their comfort zone and want to make great change in their life and who are willing to step outside of the old them and step inside to the new them and where they want to go. And not just women, I work with men as well. And really say to yourself, you know, today is the day that I love and appreciate myself, that I invest into myself and that I get excited about my future. And if you don't know how to get there on your own, this is a time to connect with me. Let's have a chat. Let's jump on a consultation call and see if we can work together because you never know. It might just be a conversation that completely changes your life. So thank you so much for listening today. Can't wait to have a chat with you guys again soon. And be sure to check me out on Instagram at makethatmoney.honey. And we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. And if you love this episode, please share it to your Instagram story and tag me at sandra.m.joe. I would be forever grateful if you left me a five-star review and sent it to a friend so that I can reach as many people as possible. For more information on my financial coaching and how we can work together, check out my website at sandrajo.com. And until next time, have a great day and go make that money, honey. Honey.